We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Welcome into the Winklerverse with the Bruce Banner of the show, Grant Bills. I was wondering who was going to be smart, strong, rage problems. I don't. I don't know that any. I don't know that any of that is true of me. And the Clint Barton of the show, Paul Emig. <laughs> no real superpowers, but he can do it all. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> That's Hawkeye. Like that right? one? I really, I really Hawkeye. like that. Okay. I really like that a lot. Yeah. Hawkeye. That's good stuff. That's good. Hawkeye good was a good show. People shit on Hawkeye. Hawkeye was a good show. I've not seen the show, but I really always liked the character Hawkeye. Well, it's uh, it's set at Christmas time, so it's a good one to watch around Christmas time. The series is just one season. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how is everybody doing? The Packers are still in the playoffs, and I talk about this on my national show. Ooh, I know that show. Of which I have a few fires to put out. Uh oh. Um, yeah, I wasn't on there the last two nights. Yeah. I did Gelb Wednesday. I had off Tuesday. And some guy some guy called the show and was like, I'm not listening anymore because Bart. But not like he didn't like me, like I was a jerk. What? Yeah, because he tried calling Gelb's show and they never told me he was on the phone. So it's my fault. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So now. So now he's going on the show when I'm not there trashing me. Oh. That's what happens on our network. All of our listeners that don't like my show call into the morning show to drag me. That's <laughs> Yeah. It's like well, you got you got finite space in a day to talk about sports. We don't need to be And another thing that I'm going to put an end to is uh when people call and say, "Oh, I was already telling your producer. I was already telling your call screener." Mm. I was talking We were talking off the air. But but it, like Shep does a lot more than screen the calls, okay? But so, to be clear, but to be clear, Shep is the one that uh, I didn't know if he if that was part of his role or if he was running the board or both. He's doing it all. He's the only one back there. Wow, really? Yeah. So he's doing it all. It's not, what? 
let's not act like he's piloting a space shuttle. Okay, he's screaming. I, let me let, let me let me tell you from let me tell you from my perspective. I'm very adamant that my, my producer is a phrase that does not come out of my mouth. Yes, uh, Grant. The only reason I reacted that way is because I guess I just always assumed once you reached the national level, there might be more than one person doing all of it. There is another like there's another guy there like cutting up highlights. Yeah. But he's yeah. not like pressing the buttons. Yeah. And now I have the system where I can bring the callers on and off. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I can hang, I can put them on air. That's groundbreaking to me. <laughs> yeah. And I can do that. You always ran your you always, always ran your own board, right? I miss doing it, yeah. I bet. You probably are bored. Yeah. I I miss the drops. Yeah. I miss being able to just go to a cut. So on this Winklerverse show, you know, like Grant, you were saying they call the morning show to drag you. Mm-hmm. Are people gonna call the Rami and Drew show to drag mm-hmm mm-hmm or how's that gonna work? They might, or Tony's Spaces have been a good spot for that, I think. I'm conflicted about Rami's show, like because I want to support Rami, but also <laughs> his internet seems questionable and like he took three takes to uh, I'm just teasing you, Rami. But like um yeah. Well the first show that I did with Toby and Tim was in my my shit was all fucked. I know it takes a while, but I I thought it was funny that Rami in the first minute said, "All right, I can I know I know how to cut a lot of things, but I know how to cut the intro, so I'm definitely going to cut that." And then did, the, but he aired all this. I thought that was he that did. Was, yes, that's funny. At least at least the into the Winklerverse version of it. So I don't yet have the Rami. So I don't know if he cut it on the Rami. No, I just two. I just posted what he gave me. He left it in there. He left both intros. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want to post this uh, to help me? I go, fuck, I'm going to make a couple of bucks off this for the ads that are running. And I'll I'll post whatever the fuck you want. I'll post your show every day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're not doing that. We're posting this show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Brought to you by our good friends at Tupelo Honey. TupeloHoneyCafe.com is where you can go and make your reservations. I went there, as I said earlier this week, I went there. On Sunday morning, after uh, I went to the Bucks Warriors game, you came in with the breeze on Sunday morning. Oh, with the cold air? No, that's a, a song. Don't know it. No doubt. I know like the three. You came in with the breeze on Sunday morning. No, I know Sunday morning. The song by Maroon Five. Ugh. I know easy like Sunday morning. I know by the, by the Commodores. Ah, uh, see. I know I had a band. Sunday morning. Huh? Oh, someday. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I was in a band in high school and we had a song called It's Sunday Morning. And it went, It's Sunday morning. It is time to fuck. It's time to fuck. <laughs> is that a true story? Maybe we should restart the pod. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is the best first five minutes. <laughs> Leave it in. Sunday morning. It's time to fuck. Okay, now you're in my genre. Let's go. I was yeah. going to say. Now you've got yeah. the screaming vocals. Let's do it. Fondy wasn't ready for all that. 
Oh, uh, this was supposed to be a read for Tupelo, honey. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, no, but we went there on Sunday morning. It's time to eat grits. Eat grits. This is going to be your next, uh, oh, gourmet night's popcorn, night's gourmet popcorn. So we went on Sunday morning. The place was packed. People love this food so much. It was like negative 10 degrees. And guess what kind of service we had? Tremendous. Were the Jonas Brothers there this time? They were not, but my brother was. Mm. A four-time NBA champion. Yes. And so he uh, was there, my wife and my kid. My kid, who is not a fan. So TupeloHoneyCafe.com. Sign up and get your ass there. My kid doesn't like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, Oh, no. What a dick. Maybe not the specific show, but he doesn't like... He was asking me questions the other day when I was putting him to bed. And I go, mm-hmm, mm-mm, instead of yes or no. <laughs> he goes, Daddy, why are you doing that noise? I said, what noise? He goes, why you not say yes or no? I'm like, oh, this is a different way to say it. Say yes or no. <laughs> Does he like buy or sell? <laughs> yeah, big buy or sell fan. Okay. Good. Offsides, onsides, he's lukewarm on. Dad, Dad, why do you say down. buy or sell? Why not you just say yes or no? Do you use the same? Is it new voicers or the same ones we used? Can I? I actually <clears throat> buy. I just made a buy or sell intro for Bill's show. Can I play oh, it for well, you? I want the. I need the old. I mean, buy or sell. So hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move you over closer to this cue speaker. So Paul, we do have the buy or sell. Oh. For whom the bell tolls was playing. Uh, so this is the buy or sell voice, obviously. Buy or sell. But then I have, God, that just rips. Buy. But then I have. So it's the same ones from back then. The same voice. Yeah. Basically, uh, this is what I made. It's real short. Here, you you guys judge this. Here it is. In the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. Who is on crack? I want Iguodala. But what passes the big unit test? It's time for buy or sell on the Bill Michael Show. That's okay, right? Oh, I thought, wait, who, who, why the random I want Iguodala? Where does that come from? That was Max Kellerman. That was Kel, that was Kel, Keller, Kel, Keller, Kells. What made you choose that random drop to insert right there? Well, in the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. So I wanted some examples of things that. <laughs> A lot of people say. I thought, yeah. that, I thought that came in with some pretty epic, like it felt big. You should have dropped. You should have dropped like a cut from me in there. <laughs> Rotate him through. Yeah, See if anybody cool. notices. Wait, was that? That's, That's probably that. one thing I won't do. <laughs> yeah. All right. A lot of Paul. people. Wait. A lot of people say a lot of things. It's Sunday morning. Let's fuck. <laughs> Time to fuck. It's Sunday morning. Time to <laughs> just randomly. Right in the middle. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How are we feeling about this game this weekend, boys? Well, uh, I don't know. You have a question on it, maybe? Yeah. Um, we can approach this from a lot of different ways. So sometimes I just ask you a question that it just sets the table. But I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read something to you real quick. Why are you teaching me how to do this? I'm gonna read you some names. You need help, clearly. Uh, do you know how I think the Packers should should set the tone on Saturday? They should just throw chainsaws in the sky and see what offensive linemen they land on. I'm. And it's worth, and it and it's okay to get flagged, but only if it's worth it. Yeah, end. it's okay. It's a, they they should they should uh, they should build they should bring those police dogs. So and then and then put put drugs in McCaffrey's pants. So I have to. <laughs> it's all right if it's fifteen yards. It's the playoffs. It'd be worth it. It's the playoffs. <laughs> I have two Packers <laughs> questions, and then we're going to argue about Mike McCarthy. Okay. Okay. After the Packers' recent success and dominating playoff win, you get to apologize to one person in the Packers' universe. Player, that, would you think, do you think that would be a flag? What? <laughs> McCaffrey had drugs on him and police dogs got him. Do you think he would also get a flag? All right. Apology time. Apology. You radio guys in your apology segments. Uh, I just want to know, but hold on. You, get, you I'm going to make this very open ended. You can apologize to a player, a coach, front office member, or even a specific fan. I don't know. Up to you. You would apologize first and foremost to Matt Lafleur. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I and, if, and, if, and assuming yes, who are the other contenders? I'm just kind of curious where your top I three. Are I, like, I don't know that I owe Matt Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Give me your Matt. Give me your Mount Rushmore of Packers apologies that you owe. I owe them too, know. by the way. I don't know that I owe Matt Lafleur an apology. What? Yes, you for do. What? I do too. For wanting him fired 
in a season where he took Jordan Love to the divisional round? For starters, yes, that would be a good place to start. That's an example, sure. Jordan, look, the floor, what I didn't realize, guys. Well, you do owe Jordan Love an apology because I did come on the show with you and Horvat the next morning. And you guys, I took the like, you always draft a quarterback no matter what. And you guys were like, this guy sucks. He, he sucks. He's so bad. Well, he throws interceptions at Utah State sucks. And I'm like, Horvat. Yeah, yeah. Anything I've said, I've atoned for with my pro Jordan Love. You you have atoned f- for most of that, but I maybe you still apologize with Matt Lafleur. I would like I would like an apology first of all. I would like an apology from Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> because he's the reason why I was mad at Matt Lafleur. Because this was about. Jordan Love getting the reins of an offense and learning the offense, right? And we saw the progression. And I think what we learned early in the season was, all right, he's going to be the guy. And there's a ceiling he can reach. And somehow he's like the shit that he's doing right now, you would think, oh, in year three, we hope he's that good. Yeah. He's doing it now. But Matt LaFleur also had to learn. He had – Matt, I would say – that this was Matt LaFleur's first year as a head coach as well. Because for the last four years, he has been a partner. Yes. Of Aaron Rodgers. I think and that's now, totally fair. There, there's the Aaron Rodgers, you know, crew. I tweeted something the other night about how it's so fun this year because Rodgers is gone. It's not a coincidence. Like, And a lot of people agreed with that. And then there's still the section of like, why you got to turn against Rodgers. One guy asked, geez, get over it. He didn't get vaccinated, okay? Because I'm also on record blasting Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson all the time for not getting vaccinated. In fact, I am not. Uh, it's it's not – it's like a lot of football became less fun because of Aaron Rodgers maybe around that time. But it's not, it's not because like, – I'm not sitting here saying something – that you could view derogatory of Aaron Rodgers because of the vaccine. Like that's something that people are like, why don't you get over the vaccine? What's wrong with you? Uh, bitch, the fucking mirror, son. That's what I type too. I say, uh, bitch, period. The fucking mirror, comma, son. But Rodgers was like, you know, he was, he was, he was in charge and he got McCarthy fired. So he gets a new guy here. I don't know. Could we say the same about Giannis and Adrian Griffin? Like what? That Griffin what? Is he really getting the coach or is he just? Well, he's the coach because Giannis wanted him to be. So I would apologize to Matt LaFleur for um, knowing that the Rogers effect was so prevalent, but I didn't see how it affected you. And I didn't see that you also Ooh. didn't have the opportunity to blossom. Now Jordan Love is blossoming. You also are getting to do things. Like, he's running your offense. One of the things when he came over was, because I remember George Kittle saying something like, we run plays to set up other plays. Sometimes we run plays knowing that it's not going to work because we're setting it up for later. Well, you can't do that if you just have Mr. Check out of it all the time. If there's one guy he doesn't like, checks out of it all the time. Um, So I guess I'd apologize to Lafleur. 
Uh, I should I apologize guess. to the Winklerverse. Didn't you say that he's like not even fit to coach volleyball or something? Not that long ago, there was a volleyball reference or rip that you had. I think you got the apology out of me. I think that's good enough. <laughs> Whatever. It, 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 give me your uh, okay. Well, actually, let's pivot to Grant, who was not as harsh on Lafleur nearly as Bart was. Grant is Lafleur on the top of your apology list, or you got someone else up there? Um, Lafleur isn't no, because I I've been pretty pro Lafleur. Bart, yeah, I you, think you're you you're are. you're very correct about um. This is it's almost like it's his first season as head coach. He's he's had to learn to coach completely differently this year. It's almost like. Paul, you're a, a musician. Well, he was managing. Now he's coaching. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or like there's there's all these instances throughout the years of like rock stars who had a really bad experience with drugs or like they were in an accident and they had to learn how to play their instrument again. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Like Matt LaFleur is coaching football and he's coaching the Packers, but it's way different this year. And I think partway through the season, I remember a comment from him where he was like, we can't even get into our game plan. You remember this? He's yeah. like, we can't even get into the things that we're practicing for. And I think at some point a light went on. He's like, wait, I can't assume that my guys are going to do anything correctly. So if I want us to start fast, then that needs to be the game. Like I need to be much more intentional this year. Yeah. That if I want something to happen into a game, I got to script it in there and I got to plan it. Whereas in the past, I think you could assume certain competencies and, and certain like, I, I just assume that my team is going to be able to handle this without me saying it. And this year, I think he realized, oh, I, I need to say it because these guys are a lot younger. So you're you're completely right that Matt LaFleur had to learn how to coach again this year. And I think with the young receivers and a lot of the young players, like that was a big problem for their early season flops and bad games I, too. I, yeah. I really do like, that, not to just briefly interject, Grant, but I really do like that manage. He was managing, now he's coaching. Mm -hmm. If you've not used that from a national perspective, TM, trademark, you should. I think that's a great take. Uh, so, Grant, I did not think LaFleur was going to be yours because you did not owe him as much of one. So let me put you on the spot. Grant, you would like to apologize to Joe Barry? Mm-hmm. No. Mm -mm. Grant needs to apologize to someone else. Oh. Who? Number 52. Rashawn. Oh. oh, you are the biggest anti-Rashawn Gary guy that I know. What? If, what, what, what first, first of all. I, I said my piece about Rashawn Gary long ago. Like, I, I barely talk about him this year. Bullshit. Well, in text messages, you sure do. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what, what has he been racking up sacks the last the same. It's not like he's been terrific or anything. Yeah. Like, I guess I'd apologize to Jair a little bit because I've been really oh. impressed with him post-suspension. Yeah. But I also think any criticism of him being unserious before that suspension was warranted. It's not like it was unwarranted to be right. I, I, maybe not sorry, but I'll, I'll definitely give him credit for the things that he said and done the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Especially that pick against Dak. Um, maybe not Rashawn. He's had, he's had two games where he's had three sacks. The rest of the season, he's had three sacks. Wow. Who were his three sack games against? Detroit. Detroit. And, and the Aints. Oh, oh, when he that's what I, that's murdered, what I call when he murdered Derek Seven. Carr. <laughs> I need to apologize to Lucas Van Ness. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because he had, he had a big play the other day, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot about that guy." He's I got. I forgot he existed. 
first off, I got a text when he made that play from a buddy that said Lucas Van Ness's sister's definitely getting laid tonight. Exclamation point. Oh no. Um Tim, Tim, you know what to do. Tim. Cut that in post. So you're apologizing because you forgot he was on the team. Yeah. Forgot he existed. <laughs> he's had a perfectly fine rookie season. He might. He's he's gonna be thrust into a, a bigger role this weekend with the uh, injury of JJ Enigbare, unless you listen to the match Nightman show, then it's Enigbare. I don't, I, I, I don't, and I never will. It's like Josh Maurer with the Brewers always said Luis Urias. It's like, you realize you're the only one who says it like that. And now we, we I would that. like an apology from Pat McAfee. I love he's how we flip this. He's, he's given one. <laughs> <laughs> You get to choose to either apologize to someone or get an apology. You would rather the apology come to you mm-hmm, or mm-mm. what specifically for McAfee? The whole thing where he's like, oh, we just assume we assume he's a smart guy. We assume Goodkins is a smart guy. Yeah. Like, why you got to be such a dick about it? Because he's team Aaron. That's why. Yeah, but don't be a dick. You guys we, don't know, we don't know that he's a great GM. We also don't know that he's a bad one. Like I, I, uh, I let's let's finish this topic because I have a I have a Brian Gudikins. My second Packers question is Gudikins related. Okay, um, more, more apologies first. Okay, let, let me say this: I am not ready. Maybe I should, but I'm not ready to apologize to Joe Barry. I think you. I think I think Matt Lafleur had every right reason to have fired him for three or four or five weeks ago after the Giants thing with Devito and who was the other back to back. Who was the Baker, game next? Sorry. Bryce Young. Well, the Bryce Young where he had the only good game of his rookie season. Credit I, – I don't know if I should credit LaFleur for sticking with it because, like – so when, when someone's terrible – I would hold become, off on any – go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, just, this is, I mean this as a general question. Like, if someone's really bad and all the evidence points to that person being bad, and then suddenly they're not bad anymore and the person who had hired them – like, does the person who hired them get credit for sticking with the guy who all the evidence suggested this person's bad, but they just couldn't pull the trigger on getting rid of that guy? Like, does that person, in this case, LaFleur, deserve credit for not having, like, to, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm conflicted on that. But what I am curious about is if there's anyone listening who will maybe call your national show or the next time you do a live, are, is anyone, like, if let's say the 49ers put up 17 or 14 or 13, like a, a small-ish number on Saturday, like, are we, like, what would it take to get a Joe Barry apology? Like, because I'm not ready yet. I should be. Maybe this is a, a negative against me as a personality, but like, it's he's te- Joe Barry is teetering on deserving massive apologies. Now I say this, and they're going to give up 48. That but, you have to, so you have to wait until this game. I mean, you yeah. have to wait until this game. But what he did against the Cowboys was masterclass. I still don't think the Cowboys' offense is that good outside of Dak and CD lamb. But I think Pollard sucks is the thing. He doesn't suck, but he's not a running game. Okay. You know how much different that game would have gone if they had Aaron Jones and we had Tony Pollard. Does anybody here want to, I know you want an apology from Pat McAfee, but any apologies to Gudikins from you, Bart? I don't think I've been drafting. Oh, well, let's let, I'm going to rewind the tape. But you hated 
not only did you hate the Jordan Love pick, you hated that Gudikins and LaFleur smiled about it and grinned about it. He did. And I did yeah. So like this is and like an or, this is an origin story here that we're you know, like yeah. Look, it was a long time ago, Bart. I'll I'll apologize to you for any criticism you took in 2020 because that summer of content was unbelievable. That's when you and Horvat found your stride and you guys just needed something to run with and you ran with it. And I enjoyed it every day. It wasn't. Remember, there were no sports. No, it was trivia. And oh yeah. And by the way, the Jordan love pick fucking sucked. All right. Back to trivia. Back to, you know, how are we going to get the baseball season off? Have you, have you seen the last dance? Have you seen the, have you seen the last dance? Tiger King. Let me tell you about Carol Baskins. I think that was the summer of 2020. It was Tiger King, Last Dance, and Jordan Love Takes, and Trivia. Oh, God. I love Take Me Out to the Paul game. It was great content, Bart. <laughs> Apologize for nothing. Um, right. Does that conclude right. our apology tour? It does. And I would like to apologize. No, I wouldn't like to apologize. Okay. I would. I have no transition. I, I don't have one. I just wanted to mention Happy Place Hemp, but I have no transition. <laughs> I, was okay, I have no trans transition. I'd like to apologize to our friends at Happy Place Hemp for it taking 26 minutes to mention them. But you know that as long as it took to mention them, that's still not even the number of what discount is, the discount is. I said in the first few weeks of the year, I said, guys, there's a 25% discount at all products at happyplacehemp.com. The tinctures, the gummies, the balms. You need a little CBD lotion on your wrist because your wrist hurts. It's helped me. Did it cure my gout? I don't know. Did my gout go away? Did we, when's the last time I talked about gout? Hmm? When's the last time I talked about plantar fasciitis? I don't know that any of these things cured it, but I know that I don't have that problem anymore. I know that I'm sleeping better thanks to the gummies, the nighttime gummies. So I start talking about these products, Delta 8, Delta 9, all this stuff. And I say, at the end of the year, however many wins Green Bay gets, we'll add that and we'll do a promo. And it was like, that's too confusing. Almost as, it was like my version of, if they score 95 points in three quarters, then you have to buy this certain beer and then you get 30 cents off your gas. Where are we going here? But now it's happened and it is 34% off all items as long as Green Bay's in the playoffs, which maybe we didn't think they'd be in still, but they're still in. The promo code for that is BORT. BART will work and get you 25% off. BORT will get you 34% off as long as Green Bay is in the playoffs. Happyplacehemp.com. All right. Uh, I told you there was a Gudekinst piece. So um, here are some of work in nine and seven hours. It's so weird. I'm not used to this. You are so good at waiting to start the thing that you're about to say until someone else has started the thing that they're about to say. Do you has anyone ever told you that? Yeah. You are unbelievable. People hate it. <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend Tucker, I roomed with him in college. And he was the first one to really be like. Stop fucking doing that. I always try to leave pauses. So then I'm like, okay, it's pretty quiet. I'll start the next topic. And it's Grant's right. It's right when I'm like, so I told you there was going to be a Brian. Good, some random comment. Well, that's All my right. big, uh, that's, 
that's real interruptions. My biggest gripe with watching plays or acting is when you script the inter- interruption. If you ever watch an interruption in like a movie, it's never like a true interruption unless it's like Larry David, what they do with kind of loose. Yeah. Cause it's always like the, the script says, and then I went to, and then I went to, and they like pause because they're waiting for the interruption. Interruptions are supposed to be boo. Affected today. Pardon the interruption. What am I saying? All right. Brian Gudekinst drafted. In reverse order, Jonathan Garvin, Vernon Scott, Simon Stepaniak, Jake Hansen, John Runyon Jr., Kamal Martin, Josiah DeGuara, A.J. Dillon. Those were eight of his nine draft picks in 2020. However, he also drafted Jordan Love. This is an A, at worst, an A, arguably an A-plus draft class for Brian Gudekins. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. So you're telling me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be I'll be quick. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you, if, if you get the franchise quarterback, nothing else matters. Which is also why everyone's been so bent out of shape for three and a half years now. They traded up to get him. Doesn't matter. Fourth round pick it does not matter at all. If you get your franchise quarterback, nothing else matters. So I'll go mm-hmm, and relinquish the floor to Bart because it sounds like he has a, a, a more expansive answer to this than I do. Bart? Well done answer in 1.5 speed. Thank you. Um... You're you telling were, me Goody knew he was getting this. Does it? What? So does no GM ever get credit for a pick they ever make? Like, is that? Wait a minute. Did, did Ted Thompson know Bakhtiari was going to go from a fourth round pick to be? Yeah, I don't think John Lynch should get credit for Brock Purdy. John Lynch should get more shit for trading up three three picks to get Trey Lance. That's what I'm going to say. That's so a, move, that was gonna be my that's a move he made. This was like, ah, oh, fuck it, who's left? Ah, oh, we need another quarterback. But he could have gone with a different quarterback at that final pick. He could have gone with a different position. Jalen Hurts, who's basically a running back now. Dude, the fucking – there's something up with that Eagles game. Well, something fucking up with that Eagles game. We're going to talk about Sirianni when we talk about McCarthy here in a little bit. But I got to talk about this now. No. Just wait. Okay. Just wait. I'll wait. Just Hold wait. on. Hold on. So, so, so let me get this. Yeah, Brian fine. Goody. Fuck it. Hey, I don't need to fight about this. You got to fucking hey, You got Jordan Love. <laughs> what am I going to say? Inter- what am I going to say? No. B minus. Fucking dying with this. B minus. <laughs> What, what is the consensus in Packers Nation that, like, it, Grant, I, is, is are people on your – I'm with you, Grant. So, mm-hmm. If you get the franchise – I mean, that is a a really – now, let's point out, Brian Gudekin's 2022 and 2023 drafts more all-encompassing are, like, elite draft classes. 2022 is a total dog shit draft class with an elite franchise quarterback. I mean – your, your next best pick was Dylan. Your next best pick after that was either John Runyon Jr. or Josiah DeGuara. It's a bad draft class. Um, but you got Jordan Love. And so to your point, so is that is that, uh, would you say, speaking for Packers Nation and other maybe owners, one might say? Thank you. Do they, is that universal? Like, yep, that's an A, dra- a, a plus draft class. I mean, probably not because you have gas bags on the radio, like Bart all the time peddling takes that like they took right. Dylan and DeGuara around early and. Simon Stepaniak, didn't he like step away for personal reasons? There no, that was uh, 
who was as a different offensive lineman, or maybe Stepaniak also did. Who, but I'm thinking of a different guy. Anyway, that's really gonna. I'll never, I'll never think of Josiah Deguara. I'll never, I never hear his name without hearing Horvat say, "But did you see that block?" That one he did have a good block against the Cowboys. He, he, he did, did recover a fumble this year that was kind of like that's what I thought of when he recovered that fumble. It's like he followed the play. He never my biggest concern, my biggest concern, if the Packers do lose in San Francisco, is that this will be our last chance to see Deguara in a Packers jersey. That's really what I'm focused on. Yeah, he's playing for his next contract. Well, would you say that the 2005 Packers draft was a success? Of course. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Aaron matter. Rogers, Nick Collins. That's all. I mean, the Rogers thing was enough. Collins was a, an extraordinary. Terrence Murphy. Marvell Underwood. Mm-hmm. Brady Papinga. Papinga. That's Junius Costins. Michael Hawkins, Mike Montgomery, Craig Bragg. Remember that? Craig. Eric <laughs> Campbell, Will Whitaker. Yeah. WW. W. Dub Dub. We both did it. It's too easy. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great w- draft. W. Class. You don't need, you don't even need. Oh my Nick god, Collins, guys! I gotta tell you something. I got to tell you something. Are you high or drunk? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. 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 Um, Marge, we have a kitchen? I'm listening to Dave Kane on the radio. Bucks guy. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Dave's doing, this, Dave's doing a good job. Dave's doing a good job. I'm going to tweet something about Dave Kane doing a good job. And then he goes, he said something about, for some reason he brought up Walter White. And he goes, it's like that famous quote from Walter White. I am the one who is knocking at your door at night. No. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Not the quote. Yeah. I am the danger. I am the one who is knocking at your door at night. I am the one who knocks. Uh-huh. That's the correct quote. Dave Kane is very good. Just maybe not with breaking. No, so I didn't tweet it, but it was in my draft. <laughs> you were going to, and then he butchered the breaking bad line. <laughs> yeah. So you stopped. <laughs> yeah. Friend of network, close friend of network, Dave Kane, by the way. Outstanding guest. I might like him more as an analyst and as a guest than I do as a play-by-play guy, honestly. And that's no shade at his play-by-play skills. Okay, I'm, just more of a, I'm more of a, a TMJ Garcia guy myself. I'm on, on the radio. Oh, a big TMJ Garcia. Huge TMJ Garcia guy. That's low-key the funniest thing you've ever said, Mark. <laughs> that you were going to compliment this guy publicly until he butchered the breaking bad line. Then you put it in your drafts. Well, I was like, fuck this, man. It's probably a good thing you didn't because he probably would have seen the tweet and be like, what's this, what's this asshole getting at? Like, there's, there's no way this is genuine because ne- neither Bart nor me has ever said a, ge- a, a, a compliment to anyone in our life and had it taken seriously. Everyone always thinks we're being fucks. We are not. You're not. Not always. Not exclusively. All right. 
Um, let's fight. Let's fight about Mike McCarthy. Um, I don't even want to say this. Let's just talk about it. Well, <laughs> well okay. So you got not. He gave us a quote today. He gave us a quote today that made him look even worse. Yes. He said, "We are a championship team," which I get what he's getting at. But then here's what here's where. So I think when I saw the news that McCarthy got not fired um grant and i were both on team w what a win for the cowboys yeah uh paul disagreed i might after that quote have to jump to paul's side oh not not because of that part of the quote okay but in that quote mike said i know how to win Yes, he did. And I thought, do you, Mike? Do you know how to win? You know how to you, win regular you, season You won games. a Super Bowl on like, like this, that Super Bowl. Like, it was not the 96 Packers that won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you snuck in, which I mean, it's total credit. Like if they like, win this year, it's like, the fuck did that happen? Right. You know, and... Yeah, I mean, there is credit. I'm not taking no, I'm not saying no credit, but you had a lot of high profile losses. We can name a lot of high profile losses before we can name high profile wins. What is his best? What's his best playoff win as coach of the Packers? Take the Super Bowl out of it. Take, you know what? Shit. Take the, and I, not erasing history. Take 2010 out of it. What's his best playoff loss post Super Bowl? Playoff, playoff win. Playoff win. Probably the 2015 team before they got whooped by Atlanta. Was that 2015? 2016. Uh, that was that was 2016. 16. Sorry. And that was all Rogers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Pull up. Pull up the. I just know that 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 Packers team was not very good. That's why you know. So they beat the Giants. Here, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, we'll go through this. Yeah, go for it. Um, McCarthy playoff wins. They beat the Vikings, I believe, with Joe Webb as the quarterback. Yes, that is correct. They beat the Cowboys in the Dez Cotic game. Give us the years on these. That if was got, if they're fourteen. Okay. Yep. And they lost, obviously. They beat Kirk Cousins in 2015 okay. when people were asking if Kirk was better than Aaron. Um, in 2016, they beat the Giants 38-13. Then they win to Dallas and won on a comeback, which was kind of Rodgers. Then they beat the Seahawks at home in 2019, and then they – well, that was Lafleur. Yeah. And, so, and, he, and and McCarthy's only has one win as Dallas, one playoff win as Dallas head coach. McCarthy had the win in the Snow Bowl game or whatever, two thousand eight, seven, seven season. With yeah, Lafar. McCarthy. Uh... I'm glad you're seeing the light here, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, Grant, I'm sorry. I got to go over to yes. Paul, I think. Yes. Yes. 
I love. I mean, Chris. I like McCarthy, and I, I think that he's a good regular season coach. Yeah, he's twelve and five the last three years, but that, what does that matter though, right? You got if out. You, you got out coached by Matt Lafleur. You you got annihilated by Matt Lafleur. You didn't you didn't lose a nail biter. You had the you had your second round playoff opponent coach Shanahan prepping for your prepping for the Packers in the second quarter, Mike, like Shanahan didn't even get to halftime before he said, you are, this game is over. Like, I, I just, I, I just want a moment because I thought I would have Bart on my side for this and not having Bart on my team for this changes the calculus of how I approach. Oh, like I'm starting from scratch uh, really quickly. <laughs> I was going to ask you, well, then who would you hire to replace him? But that's the, that's the fucking Carol Harbaugh, Rabel, Belichick. And I think part of the calculus I would say, Grant, for why, and there's many reasons why I think they should have fired McCarthy, is because it's the best free agent coaching class ever. But keep in mind, too, I'm not switching if I don't hear that quote today. I'm probably coming in guns blazing. But maybe this is... I'm not even switching the chance. He said, I know how to win. My goal is to have every one of these mm mm-hmms have at least one moment of putting the me in media. I knew... Mike would say what I knew Mike would say some version of what he ended up saying. Cause that's Mike. I like Mike. another version of I'm a highly successful NFL coach. That's exactly. It's the first thing I thought of. It's just like, he is a very blusterous, like we got three years in Brett only. I got two years invested in Joe Kylahan. McCarthy is a great salesman. He's also great at selling himself. He's a great. He sold himself to the. He doesn't even have this jet. He told. He, he, he told reporters today. I don't like talking about myself. I'm uncomfortable talking about myself. Don't assign that to him, Paul. He's not some ego. I actually don't know him. You covered him, so I'll. Well, I, I, and I, again, this is gonna make it sound like like I'm going to preface this because I think it's important. I, I like the guy. I'm not here to be like what an asshole, but like he is blusterous. He is a salesman. He got the Cowboys job by lying on his resume by saying that he watched every Cowboys game on tape. And then his introductory press conference said, just kidding. My point is though, like you, you can't, you can't go four consecutive seasons with this Cowboys roster, which I would assign as like a undoubted top 10 roster in the NFL for several of these years, including top this five. year. Top five. Yeah. At, right. Exactly. Um, and then be like, well, this is a championship program. I know how to win. I've proven I know how to win. He has in the regular season football games, a football game. Again, I'm no, grasping straws here. Cause I expected to have Bart on my team. It's not, it's, it's, a, football lot, game's not a, football it's game. a lot easier to do this when Bart is agreeing with me. And not <laughs> disagreeing. Um, did you, did you guys see Ryan Woods tweet today? I thought it was a very good one about McCarthy it? and the Cowboys. Uh, he tweeted, if the Cowboys were ever going to fire Mike McCarthy this season, they would have done so after that loss. If yeah. not, they were never firing him. Why say we'll see how each game goes before the playoffs? Just adds a bunch of pressure to a team that doesn't need it. Jerry Jones is the problem. Well, Jerry Jones does not like firing coaches. He is clear. He is overly, and but this this was true with Jason Garrett. This was like this is not new, but except the I, best ones. He enjoyed firing the really good ones. He doesn't enjoy firing the mid ones like Jason that, Garrett and Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that's true. And I think the part of the thing is too is, and I've I've heard this said by Cowboys fans is. Jerry Jones has always run the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. What other owner does a post-game press conference after every game? Like, oh, sorry. Two of them. Sorry. Two of them right. Right. Hey, two of them right here. Hey, hey, right. hey Bob, Bolly, two of them. 
My mistake. My mistake. Outside of Green Bay, does any other owner do a post game? So, I mean, Jerry, I think, likes that he's in control. If Belichick came in, Belichick's going to have input. Belichick would get credit if they had a great season next year. I think Jerry Jones likes being able to say, you know. Oh, did you hear my Belichick take? That was a good one. What is it? About the Cowboys. When, when did you say it? And Bill should have been Bill should have been doing everything he could to get that job. Which job? The Cowboys. Yeah. Because if he goes somewhere and loses, if he goes to Atlanta and loses, it's like, geez, he really can't do it without Tom Brady. But if you go to the Cowboys and you lose, that's Jerry Jones' fault. Yeah. And so maybe that's why Jerry Jones is like, well, fuck, I need a scapegoat. I'm going to keep McCarthy around. Grant, when I thought I was going to be riding solo on this side of the argument, like, this is a subjective thing, but I always say, like, did this team oh, it's did this team overperform or underperform relative to the talent on the roster? It's why, and I promise this is my only reference for the day, but it is one reason why I like Spo so much as a coach, because I always think he gets more oh, out of guys. Nice. Sorry, just yeah, move yeah. on. It was going to be a quick passing comment. Just let it fly. <laughs> I, so, but my my criticism of McCarthy. So they were they put up that thing where it was like, well, like Mike Tomlin. I, I think Mike Tomlin way exceeded. Yeah. Like, you see the thing where it's like record and McCarthy and Tomlin and Sean Payton and Harbaugh were all very similar. In my opinion, it's subjective. Is like I think Tomlin like way overshot what should have happened with that roster. McCarthy, in my opinion, way undershot the expectations of what I think should have happened with that roster. So when people just want to sit up there and pull up a thing, and I saw a clip of uh, this being argued about on your buddy Pat McAfee's show, but it was like they pulled up the records, like, so see, same record, same record, same record. Like, that is like, that's the most basic take you can have. It's like, did McCarthy's team underperform, overperform, or perform to expectations? There's not a person who I think would say, yeah, I think they. They were probably a, a, a first round exit team. No, they were not. That isn't, they underperformed. I don't think there's anyone, Grant maybe is the one person, but like that's an underperformance. They were at home and got cooked by a, you know, by a seven seed. They underperformed. Tom underperformed. I'm, I'm grasping you know, at Sean, Sean Payton this year had what, five, six fewer regular season wins than Mike McCarthy? Well, I, think, I think why I was so excited and on Grant's side was because I just like McCarthy. Yeah, he's great. It's great for content. And I like I like him with the Cowboys. Here, here's the final straw that I will grasp at, Paul. Okay. okay. Yep. If, if the Packers go into San Francisco on Saturday night and they score 42 points and they beat the Niners, McCarthy ran into a buzzsaw. He ran he they were a great team well on their way, and they ran into a they ran into a buzzsaw that was red hot at the right time. Will that will that change your opinion of how this how this happens? If the Packers no. go into San Francisco and beat the brakes off of the at least offensively against the Niners, it will not change my opinion. Then I have nothing other other than maybe the the, the other half baked argument in my head was like, well, sh- is this Cowboys team truly Super Bowl or bust? They haven't been to a Super and been to a conference championship game in a thousand years. Are they that different from the Vikings? Like, if the Vikings won twelve games three seasons in a row, should the Vikings be firing their head coach? Like, I I I don't know. I, I think know. I think very highly of the talent on the field for the Cowboys. Too. They were my Super Bowl pick this year. And even as of a week ago when you said Cowboys Chiefs, of which of which Bart and I took more offense to the Chiefs part, not the Cowboys part. The Chiefs are winning this weekend. Yeah, I know they are. They are. That's probably uh, Oh, new segment. 
uh, on the show tonight. It's going to be the Bart Barometer. Ah. What, or should I what call specifically? It, or should I call it the Bartometer? What's better? Both are good. Um, I might say new segment. It's something I did on Gelb's show that I'm going to do on my show tonight. Ah. Playoff you know, when, when, pressure when, when, rankings. Okay. Who is the most pressure to win this weekend? Sam the answer is, is the Bills. Why? They have to beat the Chiefs. If they don't beat them this weekend, they're, they ain't never going to beat them. They ain't never going to beat them. Niners have a lot of pressure. Baltimore. Ravens have pressure. Nobody else has pressure. Everyone else oh, is. See, I don't agree at all. No, but the Lions have no fucking pressure. Yeah, none. They already did their thing. Tampa Bay, you go, you go ask, you go ask the average NFL fan, name all the playoff teams in the playoffs right now in 45 seconds. I'll give you a hundred bucks. They will forget Tampa Bay. They'll forget them. They'll be like, fuck, who's the other one? Oh, can I say my Eagles conspiracy? Not even a conspiracy, but a question. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, well, you made me wait before. All right. Uh, you. The All images bad. of the Dan Shaney YouTube stream are perkin. But our internet works. Rami! Their first series, they had the ball at their own 44-yard line. Sorry, who are, sorry who are we talking about? The Eagles. Okay, sorry. Yeah. On a third and two. Third and two. You're the Eagles. 44-yard line. You're on. What what play do you call? What what do you do there? You're the Eagles. What do you do? Run. Run. What happens if you don't get the first down, though? Chush what, push. If what if you only gain a yard? Yep. Chush Chush push. Push. Yep. Because you're the Eagles and it always works for you, right? Mm-hmm. They put Hertz in shotgun and fucking threw it incomplete. The next series, they had a third and three from like their own 35. What did they do? Threw it. Shotgun. Again, did the Eagles like get a memo before the playoffs? Like, if you guys do the tush push, we're gonna ban it because it seemed that way. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't play like the it was the, the team that I saw and the team that that was totally different. What the yeah. hell happened? Why? Why does Sirianni still have his job? I don't know. He shouldn't, right? I don't think so. I think that loss and what happened, we didn't bring it up yet today. We got close, but didn't bring it up yet today. The 2014 NFC Championship game. Damn. Yeah. And the Cowboys are almost in the same, like, you're bringing McCarthy. This was a horrible moment for you. You're bringing him back. That's the thing, like the Eagles and the Cowboys, they both get in next season if they start two and three. Like, well, shit. Now we like got the Eagles. Now we're they, fire them anyway. I said the Eagles should change their uniforms again. Go back to Kelly Green. Do it. Change. Change your name. Move. Whatever you can to get the stink out of that end of the season out of you. You get. You can't. You can't come back and look the fucking same after that. Yeah. Half the WIP people were tweeting like, well, this is the beginning of the end with Hertz. He'll be out of here by 2026. It's like, who the fuck maps out like the dem- the slow demise of their quarter? You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. that's how it works. And they're probably not wrong because Hertz coming into this year, it's like, is he the best? 
or close to the best quarterback in the NFC. And now I'd take Jordan Love over him. Mm-hmm. Hands down, I'd take Jordan Love over him. Yeah. Which two or three months ago seemed laughable. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like you got to move on because what? how many examples, Bart? You mentioned 2014, but we have so many examples. The Falcons, another one that always gets brought up. When you have a traumatic playoff loss. It's the not Seahawks, like, Malcolm Butler. Yeah, it's like yeah. we we went against a better team and we lost. Uh, that's one thing. When you go into a game and you're outclassed or you're out or it goes so bad where the stink sits in. It's like going home from a Mexican restaurant. You're like, you smell like refried beans. It sticks with you. You need to get, you need to purge. Well, purge. So that I have a, I have a take real uh, Paul, you first. Mine's fucking stupid. So you first. Grant, you are giving me the other reason I would have said had I been a one-on-two debate of McCarthy being fired. I think there's a stinky, stinky stink to get 27-0'd by the Packers. And short of Lafleur admittedly pulling out his starters too soon, if they had gone to San Francisco at some point, Dallas did and lost, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, good team on the road. But to get destroyed at home in the way that they did, and Jerry Jones calling it the most surprising outcome of Jerry's 81 years of being on this planet. I think it, I, I would, I would want to wash the stink. I wouldn't, you know, even if I like really liked Mike and believed in Mike, I think much to what you're saying with Sirianni, you have to, you got to clean most surprising the, football outcome. He's been surprised at other outcomes. Most surprising football outcome. I would have, I would want that stink off Dak. The other thing is Dak's going into the last year of his deal now. So it's McCarthy huge. and McCarthy and him are on the same timeline. So I also think, Given the contracts, it's a reasonable enough decision to say, okay, we're going to run it back one more time. We're probably going to have to make a decision quarterback coach anyways. Let's gather some more information and really decide what we want to do. I, but, The length of the contract makes sense. But what you're saying, though, assumes that Dak is going to be perfectly fine going into the last year of his deal without demanding an extension or ask to, asking to be traded, I mean, which I think is asking a lot of a really good quarterback. But I mean, after the game, when he was asked about his coach, he's like, "Hey, if 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 we're spreading responsibility for this loss around, you, you put it on me as much as he he said that." It was like, "Okay, right. well, you're gonna play out the last year, your contract yeah. then." But year. but again, like Kurt, when Kirk Cousins went to Minnesota and got the first fully guaranteed contract in NFL history, that's about the best type of quarterback that hits free agency, like True. Kirk Cousins level. But everyone compares Dak to Kirk. You don't think they're comparable enough? I like Dak more. If I'm Dak's agent, he gets he gets an extension, even if it's like a two year. You don't need to give me five years, but you're you're not making my quarterback a top 10, 12 lame ducking. You're not. I won't let you do it. I will demand a trade. I will have public fuss. Yeah. So I, I agree with what you're saying under the current context, but like I just Good don't think me. Dak. Are we yeah. are we both laughing at public fuss? We both yeah. heard that and started laughing. Yeah, that's ladies good. and gentlemen. I like that a lot. Public fuss. Public fuss. It's Sunday morning. It is time to fuck. The stink that comes home with you after Subway is an elite smell. It is it's a good smell. And it's the it's the phrase. Like, if you say, why don't you like Subway? Oh, I come home and I stink. Oh, so then you don't like campfires? You don't like bonfires? Because you come home and you stink from that, too? You take a shower and you're like, oh, am I there again? Like, Subway, Subway, I am tired of defending Subway. Subway is delicious. Subway is very good. Jimmy John's is better. Look, maybe it is. Jimmy John's is really good. Cousins Cousins is really, really good. 
Jersey Mike's is good, but I don't need you gotta order Jersey Mike's though. You can't go and get in line. Like Subway, you can get in line. They're like, what do you want? What do you want? Jersey Mike's, the guy's like, So how was your day? It's like I don't need to watch the art. Like I go to a museum to see the finished fucking art. I don't need to see, hey, I'm Da Vinci. Here's me cutting David's dick. It is. It, it Michelangelo is. made Devin, uh made uh I'm getting my turtles mixed up. <laughs> yes, that yes, that was the problem with that statement. Yeah, that was the problem. You guys want you guys want to watch me do David's balls? <laughs> Dude, you are on one today. Uh, the, the last time I went to Jersey Mike's, it was the one off Lion Street or Ogden or whatever it is, right up by the the worst grocery store on the face of this fucking planet. Oh, you don't like that one, the pick and save? That that pick and save makes me want to end my life when I go in there. No, the Metro over there is worse. I, it's just, it's not possible. It can't, it can't be, Bart. My Metro's taking a shit too. I go in, I have bought liquor at that split so many times. And without fail, every time when I'm waiting in line in the liquor store, one of the people in front of me in line gets to the register and then is surprised that they need to pay. And it blows me away every time. Bart, how many weeks? $25. And the person's like, ah, and and we're all just standing there waiting. And it's always some 16-year-old behind the register that doesn't know shit. It just sucks. Bart, how many weeks into the hashtag national show until you're going to tell your story about how a couple months ago you threw a tantrum on the Metro market guy for not letting you take your alcohol into the <laughs> fruit section or whatever the hell happened. I've already played my greatest hits, but have, is that, do they know toilet wings? Do they, they know, know toilet wings yet? Do they know Metro market they don't know toilet wings yet? Metro market tantrum. Uh, they know Chase oh. Utley. More call center shit. More mm. always. I love call center. My, call other, center. My, my other, my other tangent question for you, Bart is have you, do you feel you are getting close to having identified your Tony in Texas, your Matt in the Falls, your hot take Jake? Have you are are you cultivating your national versions of these fine fellas? There's another guy, there's a Rick that calls that is like I heard I've heard Rick. I'm like, this is Rick. Um I know you yeah, like to there's like there's to, people that call every day, yeah. And I like that because then you can Start to establish something. But one of those guys is mad at me because I didn't take him on Gelb's show and I didn't know I had him there. So, no, you've not yet fully. It is a it is a bad I've also gotten calls from Jake and Tony and Q and Big Ron. Like, yep. I love that. Or who called? J-Mo called in. J-Mo. There was a guy in Baltimore that sounded just like fucking J-Mo. And I, was, and I told the audience, I go, Guys, this is crazy because this sounds exactly like his everything was the same. And JMO was on hold. And I go, in fact, he is, he is right now. And JMO goes, hey, it's the same <laughs> shit. But then all he wanted to talk about was Tony in Texas. He was like, trust fun Tony. <laughs> kept saying all this shit. It's like, whatever you're referencing, these people don't understand. Right. I'm not going to get into the Tony in Texas backstory right now here. <laughs> the, the, the lore of Milwaukee radio callers. All right, last question for you. Who may be boots on the ground again this weekend? I'm not sure if he's going. Could be. Can confirm. Doug Hype, I think, is boots on the ground, though. He bought his ticket before the game was over. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you guys got? And then we're done. Last question. An NFL team's head coaching 
head coach and coaching staff is the second most important piece of any NFL franchise behind the quarterback. So you're ranking like the most important things that a winning franchise can have. Quarterback is the most important. You can choose positions. You can like however you would slice it. My argument is going to very strongly be, and I was talking about this with some buddies, that this if you like coaching staff, if I get the head coach and the coordinators, like I think is more important than having like an elite corner, an elite edge rusher, an elite left tackle, wide receiver, etc. Coaching. So that's that's what I'm going with. I, so the, the the so and by the way, this, I tied this into like my Mike McCarthy thing, the Sirianni piece of this. Um. This is this is your Spo argument all over again. It's it's not unrelated to it, but it's a cousin. But, but the NFL, like, so here's how I view the NFL. And I'm just curious if this is a crazy take or something that you're like, well, yeah, duh, that's obvious. But these coaches nowadays, because of the way the NFL is officiated, it's chess. They're just playing chess. I think the the moving of the the person who's telling the pieces where to go is more important than the quality of the pieces in most instances. So because what's more important, quarterback? I only for, To me, only quarterback. And I'm just wondering, is this a crazy take, or is this like uh, – Probably you let us chew on this one for the week. Will you? Yeah. I'm just, I, this, might be a, this might be a thinker, but, like, please do think about it. Um, I'm inclined to say – What sport mm-hmm. coach is more important in? I think the NFL is number one by a lot. Well, football is the most schematic game we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, look at the last decade with the read option, and then it was all of the Vic Fangio deep. Like, everything's shifting all yeah. of the time. There's so much more scheme in football. But, Grant, you said, just to be clear, you, your initial inclination is to say, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm, but I'd like to sleep on it for the next six Please nights. do. Please do. And, Please and do. expand my argument. And I swear to God, if I walk into next week's podcast expecting to have Bart on my side with something and he pulls the rug out from under me, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, that's fucking Mike. Mike had to go say he's a winner when he is not a winner. Yep, this is on Mike. Can I get, I'm going to give you one more to chew on, and I'm, we're not going to dissect it, but I want to I want to tease it because I'm curious about it. The NFL will be king for our entire lifetimes, and there's nothing that can happen to change that. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton didn't show up for a game because his, his driveway was icy last night. Nothing is ever touching the fucking NFL because baseball's dying and the NBA is a mess. So, yes. Well, actually, let me chew on it. Let me think. Let me think about it. Let me let me take another week to see I, how many stupid. But I, I like knowing your. I, I like I like knowing your initial inclinations, even if you're going to chew on it some more. Bart, is this an obvious mm-hmm for you? No, I thought we saw a guy die last year, and I thought that would have been a game changer. I was also going to say I, the I think only the NFL can stop the NFL from being number one in our lifetimes, and I mean that in terms of like if more becomes known of. CTE and things of that nature, right? Like if autop- great national topics, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, both of them are. Yeah, I'll probably do both tonight. You should. I, I just I would like to hear what uh, what people think. Uh, but I do think that'd be the only thing. Like the NFL would stop the NFL from being king for the duration of our lifetimes. For and by the way, did what was your guys' reaction when you heard? Was it Collinsworth say when Higby got his knees taken out that like, oh, everyone I talked to would rather get hit in the head than at, on like on the knees. That's true. I, that is, that, I don't think I heard that part. 
Grant, you, you know what I'm talking about, Grant? Just to yeah, continue. and everyone no. freaked out like Collins were saying it was a dirty hit. He wasn't saying that. He said if 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 we need to err upper or lower, but that's air but upper. that's awful. Like their to be body, clear, choice. To be, <laughs> I didn't really mean for it to come across that way. <laughs> I guess it did. I realized as it left my mouth, but I mean, done. Who are we to tell them what to think? All right, we're done with today's show. Chew on these for the national, from a national perspective. I do not think I'm doing a Packer one on Saturday night. I'm not. What? I don't think I'm doing one. I would put money on the fact that you will. Oh, well, then if you're going to pay me, maybe I will. We'll talk. We'll talk in the future. Toodaloo. I'll stew. Um, okay, this is the end. Good night. Mm. Download the Odyssey app.